0: For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm so worried about my mother' reputation. You shut up. Don't take that out on me. Your bullshit. No, your problems. Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. That was a clip from this week's Real Size of Beverly Hills, which I believe had it all. That was a little Sutton versus Erica, but we also got Dorit versus Garcelle. We got Rinna dressed like the zebra from the Madagascar movies. We also got to know uh, Delilah, her daughter's new boyfriend, Ayal, who's gorgeous eye candy, that male model. Gorgeous man. And then, as if all that wasn't enough, we also had a sit-down between Kath and Kyle, where uh, they were having a nice TV dinner, as they were talking about the Hilton family, the whole uh situation uh, with them growing up and Big Kathy, and then, as if it was enough, Big Kathy appeared in the form of a lamp. That's right. That's right. The ghost of Big Cath appeared in this week's uh, episode of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So, uh, you guys, we're going to break it all down. It wasn't as dynamic as last week's episode, but I thought this was a wonderful week's worth of The Real Housewives uh, franchise. And thank God that Beverly Hills and Potomac are giving it to us, because over on New York, you know, it's Slim Pickens. That's what they call Slim Pickens over on New York. I don't even have much to recap with New York, but I do want to talk about the reunion situation. So, did you guys catch this? At the end of this week's Real House in New York, it said, coming up next week on the season finale. My heart sank. I felt like I needed one of Rena's Depends diapers, because when I heard that, I thought, we're already at the end of the season. Now, on one hand, I say good riddance. I mean, the, this season of the Real House in New York is truly painful to watch. I mean, and I, I love that show. My whole life, I thought that was the best show on television. You guys know, you've heard the podcast. I come by in this microphone for years now and said... The Real House in New York is the best show on television, greatest show on TV, give them the Emmys. And now this season, I'm thinking, what's happening over there? And apparently I'm not the only one. Uh, Not only are ratings are down, but I believe that Bravo is just like, let's end this. There are rumors that the episode count was cut down. Uh, And then this week we find out it's next week is the finale. They haven't filmed a reunion, allegedly, there were some rumors that it was going to film virtually, but I even heard that that was false, and there is no reunion as of this recording that is uh, allegedly planned. And to be honest with you, I don't even think they should have reunion because I don't even know what they'd talk about. There was so many infuriating things that happened, of course, regarding race relations and Ramona at that dinner the past few weeks and everything, which they could get into, but I, I don't know. I, I just feel like this season of The Real in New York was so discombobulated and and dark and hard to watch and so i would like them to just regroup and give us a good season next season you know let's figure out a new cast in here and and figure it out but I, but this is unprecedented times you guys this is unprecedented we've never had a housewife go without a reunion even those early seasons of orange county before the other cities came into play they did a reunion in vicky's backyard I mean, that was a reunion without Andy Cohen asking questions from Lydia in Idaho. You know how he asks questions that the producers make up and blames Lydia in Idaho. But in that first Orange County reunion, Andy wasn't there, but they still had the women in the backyard of Vicky's house uh, doing uh, a reunion. And now a New York season has gone by and we're not even going to do a reunion I mean, this could all change. By the time this podcast episode airs, maybe they'll say something else, but I don't think there's going to be a Roni reunion. And honestly, I don't even give a shit (laughs) because I feel like this season has just been so tough to watch. I mean, you guys know I haven't even wanted to recap it on here. And it also is surprising to me because it feels like even Bravo's like just wanting to wash their hands of the season. And so they know it's bad. You know, I say that all the time on this podcast. Like when we're here... Talking about how bad the season is, it's like they know before us. They all, and we can see, we can read between the lines. We can tell when they don't like the season. And it's been clear to me that this season in New York, they don't even think it's good. And especially without a reunion, they know they're not stupid. Those people are smart. They know, um, but shocking, truly shocking. Um, so we're not even going to recap the episode. The only thing I do want to say about this week's real estate in New York is that Ramona had uh, met with someone who said to name your belly did you catch us? He said, you should name your belly. He was like working out with her virtually or whatever. And then he tells her uh, to name her belly. And I just have never heard that before. I mean, and I believe me, I've had a belly uh, for quite a lo- lot of years in my life. I've had a belly and I never thought to name it. I'm going to think of a name for it, uh, but it's surprising to me. Sonia too, I do want to briefly say, uh The Sonia stuff, there was that moment where she was in her apartment with all the interns, and she was on the phone with Luann, and she was pretending that she hung up the phone, and then she's like, I always talk about Luann." I think, A, that was a lot of staged work happening. B, she, she was like very uh, – drink. Luanne said she drinks alone at home. Something was going on, but it was like kind of slurry, and that is all so s- sad to me. Like, I don't find that fun at all to see Sonia in that state – and then the episode ended with a Harry Dubin who's not even, Harry hasn't even been on the show this season. So it's so weird to me that they leaned into like this pin the tail on Harry Dubin thing that was happening at the end of the episode. Ah, oh, you guys, it was so depressing. The whole season, this whole show. Anyway, um, you guys, we're going to talk about Beverly Hills, though. Beverly, Beverly, Beverly Hills. What was that song I'm singing in my head? That's where I want to be. You know that song. What a song. Um, Speaking of singing, you guys know who's going to come on Everything Iconic is Shamari DeVoe, who used to be on The Real Houses of Atlanta. She was just on the show on BET called Encore. They created a girl group. And the music, they did it so good, legit so good. Anyone who watched that show, you know the music was good and that show was amazing. So Shamari's coming on, I don't know, next week or something. And then we also have a woman named Christy Martin, who was from a Netflix show called Untold. It's a documentary series about the world of sports. Each episode's about a different thing that happened in sports. And this woman, her husband was her trainer in the boxing world. She was like a world a uh, really famous boxer in the nineties. And then the husband tried to kill her. She it's the most crazy story, you guys. You know I'm not a big sports person. You know, I like my basketball, but it's not like I'm watching ESPN all day. All oh, the live long day. But this documentary You don't even have to watch the whole series. Just watch the one episode. It's on Netflix called Untold, The Deal with the Devil. Just this story. It's dark. I want to warn you. It's very heavy. There's abuse happening. There's heavy stuff, but also very inspiring. And I've never in my life seen or heard about a story like this. So many twists and turns. So compelling. So incredibly compelling. So I watched it and I was like, I have to talk to this woman, Christy. So I think she's going to come on next week, too. I don't know. Stay tuned for those. Anyway, you guys, Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills. I can't sing at all. You guys, I can't sing. My, baby's got a secret. <laughs> My secret is that I can't sing. I can't. Anyway, okay, so Beverly Hills, we open with Delilah, Amelia, Ayal. Uh, a lot of owls happening in the Serena family. And Amelia, uh, she got a car for Ayal, which this was very confusing to me. I was even watching this with my boyfriend this week. Normally I don't watch, I take notes privately, you know, real focus, but I was watching with Matt and I was like, what just, what are they talking about here? And he didn't even understand either. It was like Ayal got the car from Del from Amelia, but he's dating Delilah. And then it was very unclear of like how she got the deal on the car. I don't know. But that man is gorgeous. He's all is gorgeous. he got the accent. I mean, it was like he's trying to kill me. I was like, who's this man? I mean, really trying to kill me with that that uh hair. The hair that was happening. Normally, you don't like that kind of cut on a man. But the shaggy hair, whatever was going on. and I was like, give me all of this, man. Give me all this, man. Meanwhile, Rinna is happy with Eyal, but she hates the Scott Disick. She hates Lord Disick, who's dating the uh, one who steals the cars, Amelia. And... She does not like. She's not even hiding the disdain. I used to think earlier in the season that maybe Rinna was happy that Amelia was dating Scott Disick, but now it's clear to me that she's embarrassed. But she's she's sort of trying to lean in and make like a bit out of it, you know. So in her confessional, she's like, "Why is he got to date him? Why is she got to date him?" You know, like she's not happy about it, but uh, she is happy about it all. And so the girls do come over to get the dresses because rinna has got the garage full of the dresses. She's got the mom Lois's wedding dress with the big stain on it. You know, I don't even know why we keep that at this point. You know, could they get the skate stain out? Couldn't somebody call Dorinda's ex-boyfriend, John Medesian see if he could get out this, a stain in Lois's dress? Otherwise, it's just a, a stained dress in a garage. What are we doing here? Am I at a garage sale? This is The Real House of Beverly Hills. This is supposed to be opulence and glamour. And I'm looking at a stained dress from the 1950s in a garage. I mean, what are we doing? I... I, I I mean, I've been to plenty of garage sales in my day. You know, I was, I'm an Ohio boy, born and raised. I spent my weekends at garage sales. Garage sales raised me. Garage sales raised me. I used to go with my mom and my aunt Sue and uh, her daughter Stacy. We had the best time. I've told you guys that story before. Love a garage sale. Truly raised on them. And I felt like I was at one for a moment in this scene when she was showing us these dresses. And some of the dresses were gorgeous. Like, you know, she went to the Academy Awards in 98 in one of these dresses. Which was very shocking to me. You know, I like working Rena. I always love hearing stories about old Hollywood. But I was trying to think of in what world were we in where Renna was going to the 1998 Academy Awards. I mean, really surprising stuff. And then the girls do a fashion show. And they all look beautiful. Renna cries because they're growing up. She says, these girls have had some really difficult challenges. And I thought, like, what? I would like to know more about these challenges. I mean, I know Amelia's been open about her struggles. I'm curious. I'd like to know more about Delilah. I feel like we haven't gotten much into Delilah's world. We have gotten to see Ayal, but like, what's her story? Everyone has a story. What's her story? Everyone has a story different as night and day. Uh, eventually, though, Rinna sits down with Ayal and Delilah. Amelia goes to poop, and they talk about doing the uh, crystal... Launch party for Rena's lip kits, so she's got the Rena lips coming in the midst of pandemic. Rena says, "Look, I know I'm launching this while everyone's wearing a mask, uh, but she says I'm a hustler." And they showed a montage of her hustling, and I love hustler Rena. You know, Rena, I, I haven't been loving her this season at all. Have not been ba da ba ba loving Rena, but I do like the montage of her on QVC, her on Access Hollywood. You know, Access Hollywood. What a dream that would be to co-host. And Rena in that clip where she's like telling Kit, the, the host of Access Hollywood, she's like, we're wearing the same dress! And I, I, live, I live for like, I. you know I love a talk show. In general, I love a talk show. But I especially love about them sort of that small talk that has to be made. I don't know, even unironically, I love it. I love just tuning in and people have to be peppy and like talk about what they're wearing and like make everything into a big bit. It's just like I live for that. And especially in Access Hollywood. I always say, by the way, you know who does that better than anyone? Kelly Ripa. I don't think she gets the credit for how good she is at her job. I know I've tweeted that before. But she truly, if you turn her into uh, live with Kelly, I mean, she can talk for 20 minutes off the top of a show. And it's so compelling. And she's just talking about Mark and the kids. And it's like, I'm on the edge of my seat. She's so good at her job. She's a good talk show host, I gotta say. Big ups to my queen, Kelly Rippa. I love her. Love her. Uh, anyway, what are we talking about? Oh, so then Crystal, we cut to her house. She's getting ready for the lip kit party, and she's having Dorit uh uh over to her house. And Dorit just came back to the future. Do you notice the sunglasses? I mean, those sunglasses when Dorit showed up to Crystal's house, I was like, What the fuck is going on? Thought I was looking at Marty McFly in the future. I mean truly, she just hopped out of that DeLorean and came to the scene. I mean Dorit Dorit this episode two. Drete's a wild human being. I mean, she's a strange cartoon character of a human. And she was very much the focus the whole season. We haven't seen much of Dorit. And now this episode, it was like, oh, Dorit. Uh But she shows up to Crystal's house. And Crystal says she hosts parties all the time, two to three times a week. She's excited to have this lip kit party. And they talk about the holiday party at Kyle's when everyone pounced on Erica. And Dorit's like, the holiday party is not the right time to pounce on Erica. She said that. She took off the sunglasses, the Back to the Future shades. (laughs) And she said, it's not the right time. PK! PK! I miss PK, you guys. Can we talk about that for a second? We haven't gotten enough of PK. Remember, was it last season when we got that that crazy confessional of those two, where they look like definite con artists? Remember that one where Dorit's wearing the zebra stripes? And then uh, PK was next to her. She had the newsboy cap on. like She just came off the set of that Christian Bale movie where he played a newsie called Newsies. It was like, we haven't... I, after that confessional, I think they realized, like, oh, we look like con artists, so we probably shouldn't uh, put PK on TV. You know, they landed on Dorit has to be on this show. But <laughs> ultimately, I feel like those two, those two con artists, they had a conversation together. And they landed on, okay, one of us has to be on TV. And so it's got to be Dorit, and they have pushed uh, PK out of frame, and I sort of miss that big old lug. I do. They in the coming attractions for next week they show PK, and I was like PK, I got so excited, <laughs> got so excited. Uh, okay, so yeah, they say it was not the right time, and Crystal's like, well, there's really no right time to bring up Erica bamboozling, you know, orphans and widows. Uh, but Dorit, she's not even mad about the Erica situation. She's mad about Garcelle. She says, Garcelle goes after me. And they showed a montage, and it was really just Garcelle, I believe, uh, responding to Dorit's craziness. And Dorit says that Garcelle's chicken shit, which, I mean, she said that Garcelle's chicken shit. And I'm thinking, last week, Dorit, you had so much to say about Erica Jane, and then you didn't have the balls to confront her at that dinner and the holiday party. And now you're calling Garcelle chicken shit for calling you out for not being... For being chicken shit at the holiday parties, that makes sense. I mean, I was so I was so upset with Dorit that she's going after Garcelle because you know I'm loving Garcelle this season. I am loving her, and now here comes Dorit. I couldn't believe it. Then we cut to Erica Jane at home vacuuming. Bamboozle Jane. Every time they show her now, I feel like they're showing her vacuuming. A couple weeks ago, we saw her doing the laundry at that little uh, that little house of hers, which is a gorgeous house. Uh, But she says, uh she, you know, she's gotten more energy this week. I will say last week I felt like something was going on. She didn't have any energy. She was just sort of walking around with the eyes open and not uh, giving me much. And this season, it was like the Erica that at least I've come to know on this program. You know, it seemed like she got, I don't know, a, a Diet Coke or something before she got into frame. And she's got some pep in her step, and I appreciated that. Uh But she is cleaning, and I can't help but think about the optics of it. They did show a flashback of her vacuuming in like 2017, but here I I feel I, I feel like it's a little bit purposeful of like let me just be vacuuming when the cameras are here. Do you get what I mean? You know, for the courts. That's how I feel. Like she's being smart. She's being smart. She does say she's not having good sex, and there was like this weird confessional where she was like, kind of trying to give an empowerment moment where she's like, "I'm doing it, single ladies." <laughs> It was like very Erica monotone. That that moment in particular, it didn't seem like she just had a Diet Coke. Do you get what I mean? It was just like, I'm doing it. Single ladies. I'm doing it. Single ladies. <laughs> this show is so stupid. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I say that every week, but it is. It's really the dumbest show on TV, and it's my favorite. Beverly Hills, let's give them the Emmys. All those Emmys that I wanted to go to New York we're giving them to Beverly Hills? now. they earned it. I know I'm not the Academy, but I'm going to give them all the Emmys. So then Rinna and Kyle arrive at Bamboozle Jane's house for Kyle's birthday. And this is when Rinna looked like the zebra from the Madagascar movies, just going to point that out, who we love, you know, we, we support, we love and support the Madagascar films. You know, that's cinema, ladies and gentlemen, that's cinema. So then uh, Erica, she pours some rosé in these glasses that are really nice. And everyone's like, oh, look at these nice glasses. And she's like, yeah, I, I stole them. You know, she took them. She bamboozled them out of that house. And every week we're finding out more stuff was taken out of that house. You know, the first time she moved in this new house, she kept saying, oh, I didn't take any. I only took the two chairs. Remember she said that? She said she only took the two chairs and now we're finding about all this other stuff she took, the, the glasses and everything, you guys. I mean, the feds are watching, I believe. I mean, I don't know for sure, but I like to imagine that the feds, I'm not sure who they are, but I, I imagine them in their offices just like taking notes watching the show and being like writing down in a Word document that she's got the wine glasses she took from the uh, Pasadena home. She took it all. She took it all. Anyway, they do a little moment for Kyle's birthday. They give Kyle a faux fur, and Kyle pretended to like it. I don't think she actually liked it. She didn't like it. She was like, oh, nice. But really, I don't think she cared for it. And then they talk about Sutton. Kyle says Sutton doesn't want a bad rep, and Erica's like, that's bullshit. Then they showed, oh, she's like, what about me? What about me? And it's like, yeah, you're the one who's in this situation The other people don't want to be collateral damage for your life. Like... I get Sutton. I feel for Sutton here. I'm on Team Sutton. But the most important thing about this scene is that Erica revealed a new confessional look. In blue, where she's showing a little bit of the brassiere. Do you see this? The little bit of the brassiere is showing. She's got the boobies out. But I am bewildered, blown away, in shock and awe over this confessional. The hair, I don't want to say it's a mess, but I am implying it because it's sort of just, I know earlier in the episode, she said she's not having sex, but it was like, did somebody just have sex with you before? Because her, the hair is sort of a mess, the makeup looked a mess, and I know now she can't maybe afford the glam squad that she was paying 40k a month to to have, but this was a shocking reveal. I was so surprised when I saw that blue outfit with the messy hair and the Bad makeup. I couldn't believe my eyes. It was shocking. Go back and look at it. Uh, it. all I took my equilibrium was off. You know, I stood up to go to the bathroom and I just fell over flat on my face because my equilibrium was off before I saw that confessional look. I mean, I couldn't even get my balance. The hair was all messed up. I don't even know what she was saying. I don't know what she was saying, the confessional. And then they showed again later and even the second, third, fourth time I I saw that blue top. It was like a shiny, maybe silk blue tie. I, I don't know, you guys. I can't even explain it. It was just aggressive to the eye, very aggressive to the eye. Let's take a quick break here and we'll come back with more recap of the real house size of Beverly Hills. <music> Now that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you, you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. So, uh, yeah, that. Then we hear her in the real time. She tells Kyle and Rinna that she discovered the cheating with Tommy Two-Tones happened uh, when she left Yolanda's house. Yolanda inspired her to go look at Tommy Two-Tones' phone. And that's when she found out all the cheating. So, Kyle says, I would have strangled him in his sleep. And Erica says, but I didn't have all the facts. And then she says, I couldn't leave. And she couldn't leave the the husband because he had all the money. And I do believe that. You know, I I feel bad for Erica in that way. If this is true and she found all this cheating but she couldn't leave. They even talk about the prenup. And she's like, it didn't matter that I have a prenup because he was going to get all the money anyway. We didn't have a prenup. And he's... I didn't get a dime. You know, she says that. And she's not wrong. And I do feel bad if she found out it's cheating, but she couldn't leave. But the timeline doesn't even add up to me. And again, I just have to say, like, Garcelle pointed this out last week. It's like she doesn't seem mad at him at all. But you're telling us he cheated and you found that out years ago after going to Yolanda's house, which I miss that, our lemon sister. <laughs> I miss Yolanda, our lemon our lemon head. I mean, God, wasn't she great? I thought Yolanda was one of the best housewives we've had. I mean, her journey. I wish she would pop back in. I don't think Yolanda's interested. I think she's in a farm somewhere in Pennsylvania or some shit like that. I bet she's petting a horse and picking a bowl of lemons. Uh, but I do miss her with all of my heart. Anyway, I feel bad, and but it doesn't line up to me. She said everything about how she was with her man, and then now she's saying he cheated years ago, but she doesn't seem angry about that part. Uh, uh, none of it makes sense to me, but what do I know? What do I know? Uh, let's see. I did love Kyle's jacket in this scene. I wrote that down. The scene ends with Rinna just shouting, we have champagne and cake, bitches. You know, Rinna, every line she's shouting at. I mean, it's like, does she not know she's mic'd? I, don't you feel that way? I mean, I love Rena, but she's shouting every last line reading as if they don't have a mic on her. Maybe they told her that like she's got to be louder or something. You know, I don't know if any of you out there have done theater, but they tell you, you need to uh, give your lines real loud. You know, I'm not like someone on Broadway, but I do. I've done enough theater in my day to know that you need to shout your lines. I did dinner theater in Chicago for years, Tony and Tina's wedding. And I remember I had to shout my lines. It would always tell us, like, you got to make sure everybody can hear you. Especially that was a show where people would be eating while I'd be putting on my performance. <laughs> people would be, like, eating a bowl of pasta and, like, going up to the buffet to get their food. And I'd have to be in character, you know. But they would tell you to shout. And I feel like that's what Ren is doing. Also in that dinner theater, by the way, I used to do it, like, sometimes five five nights a week. And it was a pretend wedding you put on. And I had to hear that song shout you know that song, A Little Bit Louder Now, A Little Bit Louder Now? I get the heebie-jeebies when I hear that song, because I hear it every fucking show. Anyway, Rena's yelling it like she's in a dinner theater show. She's like, we have champagne and cake, bitches. I feel like my Rena's turning into Shannon Bador. It's not my play, you fucking bitch! I feel like... <laughs> Shannon Bedore. So Dorit, then we see her, she's getting her look ready for the lip uh, reveal party. And she's wearing Jean-Paul Gaultier. She says she likes a full look. Uh, Meanwhile, Kyle was getting ready for the party and she said she's channeling a beat up old jalopy. And I love that. (laughs) Kyle made me laugh with that, with that line. I mean, it was a good one. It was a good one. So then we get to Crystal's house. It looks gorgeous. Uh, One of the confessionals, Rinna, a bug flew into her big ass lips which I'm surprised they kept that in. I mean, I guess it was good. Was it good promo for Rena Beauty Lips or whatever? What's the name of her lip line? I'm not sure if that was like a good promo, that the bug just flew into it, you know? But I I enjoyed watching it, I suppose. Then they all sit down. There was some rando that was there, and they, they introduced this person, this woman who was sitting with them. And I didn't catch it at first, and I was like, who the fuck is this woman? You know, sometimes on Housewives, there'll be someone in the scenes, and they never really tell us who they are. And we find out later that they were, like, testing to be a real housewife. or They were, like, a friend of whose scenes got cut. Remember last season of Dallas? I know none of you watched it, but there was this woman who was a redhead woman, and she was in every scene, but it was like she nobody ever— knew who she was really like she barely had any talking and she was she was on like every fucking trip and everything and then you know she was cut from the the season um but I felt like oh is this woman was she testing to be a housewife then it's revealed that it's like Rena's business partner and I always feel so bad when this happens on these shows any of these reality shows because these business partners who I believe are the ones who do the real work right like I'm sure Rena is a great face of this product. Obviously, she's got the lips, so we get it. But I do believe that this woman was probably the one really putting the time and labor into the Lena Rip Beauty kits. I don't, again, I don't know what the name of I should figure out, was it Rena Beauty? I'm unclear. But this woman, I feel like she really put a lot of work into it. And that's not to take away from Rena, because again, she's the one with the lips. But this woman, I feel like, put a lot of work in and even if it was 50-50, which I don't believe. You know, I think it was like more 90-10, <laughs> in terms of this woman did 90 and ran it to 10. I, but but who knows? Even if it was 50-50, which let's hope it was 50-50. Uh, this woman, she had to give us toast, and then she has to be like escorted out of frame because they're not allowed to be on the TV shows. And it happens all the time with the business partners. Or you see it with the writers of the books. You know, I'm a ghostwriter myself. And I, I always cringe when I see the ghostwriters on the TV because I'm like, they're the ones writing all the book. And then you just see a scene with them sitting down and then the housewives, okay, get out of here. I got to go meet with my friends. my real, friend. And it's always so rude. And my heart goes out to these people because I'm like, they're the real uh, laborers. You know what I'm saying? You guys get what I mean. I just wanted this woman to get a mic pack and I wanted her to get a confessional because I feel like she earned it. Let's get her on TV. Let's get her a spinoff. Somebody give her a spin off. Anyway, they throw her out of the party. They're like, she she says something like, "I gotta go." And I'm thinking, yeah, right. The producers dragged you off that uh, out of frame. The producers like, get the fuck out of here. Anyway, everyone at this party, I don't know what the fuck they're wearing. Sutton, what the fuck is she wearing? Dorit, I know we said she's wearing the Jean Paul Gaultier, but like, what the fuck? And then uh, Erica Jane again. They showed that blue confessional with the messy hair. She sort of looked like Sherry O'Terry. Do you remember? That one character that Sherry O'Terry did on SNL, Colette Reardon was her name, and she put on the lipstick real, like, shaky. (laughs) I don't know if you guys know. You'll have to look it up. But her lipstick was like all—her makeup was a mess. The hair was a mess. It was one of my favorite characters. Colette Reardon was the name. Sherry O'Terry played her. And that's what I kept thinking when they cut to Erica and the Blue Confessional. Uh, they do have some specialty drinks at this event. Sutton, though, she decides to have a specialty drink that's not on the menu called Slutty Buddy Butthole. And then she does confirm to the producers, she does correct them. She said it's actually a Sutty Buddy drink, not a s- Slutty Buddy Butthole. Which, either way, it doesn't sound very appealing to me. I mean, it's not a drink that I would order, but God bless. Uh, then uh, we sit down to read calls uh, Crystal Garcelle. She says, Oh, Garcelle, this is a great party. And all the women are like, Uh, that's Crystal. You know, not Garcelle. And then Dorit quickly shifts. And she's like, Oh, you're right. I wanted to address Garcelle because she's been making a lot of jabs at me. I notice it. What is going on? And Garcelle's like, What jabs are you talking about? And Dorit's like, You said I talk a lot with a rude tone. My Dorit this week is bad. Sorry. <laughs> and then Garcelle... Uh, just has to sit here and listen to Dorit. And all of the examples Dorit was giving, it was like, also stupid. It was like, yeah, Garcelle said you talk too much, which every single person has said at that table. Like, And maybe you need to take the hand, Dorit. <laughs> maybe you need to listen and take that in. Breathe that in. And even Kyle was like, she was sort of rolling her eyes. She's like, yeah, Dorit, like, you do talk too much, because that's Kyle's thing from the beginning, as you guys know, Kyle comes from the world of acting, where she's got to get out the lines and get, keep it moving. And Dorit's doing a whole hour-long improv performance every time she's speaking on this show. And so, you know, it's pissed Kyle off from the beginning, from the get-go. Ever since Dorit came onto the show, Kyle's like, you need to fucking speed it up. She's, an, I'm an actor. And then Dorit just takes forever to get out of point. And all the women think that. And Garcelle is like, yeah, I said that. And then Dorit's is saying like you gave a rude tone, and Garcelle's like, well, you know what tone do you want me to give? Like, and Dorit says, you should you shouldn't give me these jabs. You should just tell me how I feel. And Garcelle's like, yeah, that's what the jabs are, you dummy. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what the fuck I'm I'm telling you in those jabs. Like, what are you getting? And I guess Dorit just feels it's passive aggressive. But then she calls her a bully, and housewives love the word bully. They love the word bully. And Garcelle correctly correctly pointed out that everything that Garcelle said to Dorit was just in response to something Dorit said. It wasn't like Garcelle was just randomly attacking or or trying to stick Dorit's face in the mud like a schoolyard bully or something. But the housewives, they love to call someone a bully. And then not only do they love to call someone a bully, then they like to overanalyze the word bully for episodes and episodes. I bet you in the reunion for this show, If we get a reunion, I mean, I'm sure we're getting a reunion for Beverly Hills because they're not flopping like New York, but uh, they, I bet you they'll go over this word bully. They'll say, you know, Andy will say, you called her a bully and then it'll be like a hour long conversation about the word bully. Remember Kelly Ben Simone was saying that she was systematically bullied and everyone's like, what the fuck does systematically bullied mean? And she couldn't give an answer. (laughs) That reunion, you guys, season three, New York reunion, top tier, top tier. Uh, anyway, yeah, Garcelle, she's not really backing down, but Kyle was loving it. Kyle was ba 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 loving it, and there was one moment where Garcelle said, "Well, I'm sorry if I've done that," and Dorit says, "You mean when you've done that?" Ah, uh, okay. So then there's this weird little shift where Dorit brings up Palm Springs in the situation with Garcelle and Erica Jane. And Garcelle's not happy about that, and you could see Erica Jane's ears sort of perked up, like she was a dog and she heard a noise. You know what I mean? It was like I saw Erica Jane sort of perk up, and then Garcelle says, "Fuck you with that! Like, why are you bringing that up? Because her and Bamboozled Jane, they already, they were cool with that. And Erica Jane is sitting there thinking, like, why are you bringing this up? Because I didn't want to talk about this anymore. I thought this was finally a moment where we're not talking about my legal situation." And Kyle's just giving a best reaction shot. You know, she's really earning that paycheck. She's got the mouth agape. Meanwhile, Kathy's doing her makeup. She's not even paying attention to none of this. And by the way, later in the episode, we learned that Kathy didn't even know the fight was happening. She did not. Kyle says, oh, what about what happened with Garcelle and Dreet? And Kathy's like, what happened with Garcelle and Dreet? Like, she was not paying a lick of attention. She was doing her makeup. And that's why we love Kathy. Love her. But Garcelle, she sort of storms out. And she's like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. And I was so happy. It was really a moment. But then she decides to stay because they say, don't run away. Let's get through this. Let's get through this. And then they talk about that Palm Springs moment again. And apparently uh, Erica said, don't mention it. And that was the big thing. But Garcelle didn't hear that. Only Crystal heard it. And Erica gets so pissed, she says, I didn't say that. And then Erica just all of a sudden, out of nowhere, goes after Sutton. Because now this whole thing's coming up, and Erica's got to shift focus. I believe she didn't know exactly how to shift focus, but she did uh, uh, just go after Sutton. She said something about her being a small town. And you know that was just to distract from the legal situation that Crystal and Dorit and Garcelle were now talking about with the mentioning. You know, that she didn't want the legal stuff to come up. (laughs) It was so many layers. And then Erica said something that I just have to read verbatim. I'm sorry for even saying this sentence out loud. But I have to share it with you because it's a direct quote from Erica Jane. She said, that small town shit is so whack. That's what Erica Jane of the Real House of Beverly Hills decided to stay- say on this episode. It's really shocking to my ears. She said, that small town shit is so whack in regards to Sutton's reputation. And that was just tough to hear. I mean, hearing Erica Jane say whack... <sighs> Yeah. Anyway, uh, Dorit says, I don't want to be accused of belaboring a point. So now it's shifted back to Dorit and Garcelle. And then Garcelle says, really? And she said it just like that, really? And then Dorit tried to do an impression of Garcelle saying, really? She's like, really? And hearing Dorit's voice all of a sudden becomes so Americanized because she's normally given us that accent that Dorit gives us, the PK, PK, really? (laughs) <laughs> i can't do it but you know what i'm saying and so she does an impression of Garcelle, and i get chills really it was like a really 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 and rena just shouts i'm so happy we're talking about it but she shouted as if she was on stage saying it to the back row in a theater she says i'm just so happy we're talking about it you know and everyone's like be quiet rena but they cut that part out <laughs> they cut out the part where i assumed that all the other women were like you need to tone it down you don't need to shout at us we're right here we're right here. Anyway, then we cut to Kathy's house, and it's still Christmas in Kathy's house, which I appreciated because, you know, I'd celebrate Christmas all year long. Just this week, I was looking at Christmas items. I was online. I was buying some, you know, I love an oversized mug. I was buying some autumnal ones, and then I was looking for some Christmas ones. I love an oversized mug. And uh, so I'm ready for the holidays. Bring it on. Get me the pumpkin spice. You know, get me all of it. I was even searching on Philosophy. You know, I like their pumpkin body wash, which is seasonal. So excited by it, they don't have it yet. I had to order it off QVC. I mean, I couldn't even get it, which QVC, the interface there. I haven't ordered anything from QVC in 100 years. But I had to order my Philosophy uh, pumpkin icing shower gel from there because it's the only place that has it right now. Uh, Anyway, I don't know why I'm telling you all about that. But it's really not a great interface, QVC, if you're listening. And philosophy, they should start having their seasonal sense out now. What are they waiting for? In the words of Gwen Stefani, what you waiting for? What you waiting? What you waiting? What you waiting for? (laughs) So then they all, uh, Kathy and Kyle, they go into what I believe was like Kathy's office or something. It was a very strange room, but they did have food on TV trays. And that made me love Kathy even more. And I say it every week. I don't understand how I'm going to love Kathy even more each week. And then it happens. And then it happened here. And then she didn't even know Garcelle got mad. Apparently they did like a lip reading after the lip launch party and they had some woman come in and sort of tell their fortunes. But then Kyle even said the woman like looked us up beforehand and that was weird. Uh, I'm glad they didn't show it. It was apparently too boring to show. Uh, And then they talk about their issues. So Kath and Kyle, they had like a 10-year period where they didn't speak as much. And at first it was over the agency. Because Kath and Rick were not happy. Mauricio, who, by the way, in that one that one flashback to like three weeks ago, they showed Mauricio with the salt and pepper hair. And he's like extra salt and peppery. And it's really doing things for me. Right? It's like really, Danny's liking it. Okay? Mauricio, I've always thought Mauricio was like very handsome. But I never really was like that on board with him in terms of like thinking he was a panty dropper. But all of a sudden now with this extra salt and pepper, you guys, I don't know what that says about me. Um, But I was ready for him to steal my goddamn house, if you know what I'm saying, metaphorically. I was ready for him to steal my goddamn house, metaphorically. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that... So then uh Kathy and Kyle, they talk about then American Woman, the Alicia Silverstone show that lasted one season. Kath says uh she wasn't happy that Kyle was doing this show. And I think she even said that she sent a lawyer letter. That was a little unclear to me. It seemed like she was saying she would do that for her family. But a lot of what Kathy was saying in this scene didn't quite click for me. And that's part of what I liked about it. It was like a mystery but she said something about they're not making a show about Angelina Jolie's mom. And I was like, what the fuck is Kathy saying? I loved it, don't get me wrong. But I didn't know what any of it meant. <laughs> didn't understand a lick of it. Uh, but I did like it. I did like it. And then she said, Kim never said one unkind thing about you. And that, hearing them bring up Kim, it just made me want Kim in this scene. Uh, and then we got the flashback of Kim yelling, you stole my goddamn house. I just love all this family drama. I know I'm not really clearly expressing what the scene was about because it was very confusing to me, but I loved it. And I want more family drama. I want the layers of the Richard sisters. And even though I don't know if we're getting a Kim appearance this season, that's okay because they can save it for next season and have a sit down between Kim, Kath, and Kyle and really get into things. And I feel like that'll give us something to look forward to next year. I think that's the way to go. Uh, anyway, Kath and Kyle are good now, and Kathy did cry in her confessional. She cried, and I cried with her. You guys, I was so sad when she said. The producer asked Kathy, "What do you are What are you most upset about that?" Uh, over those 10 years where you and Kyle weren't talking that much. And Kath said that had happened. It was such a waste of time. We should have been talking. And it just, she was in tears. And seeing Kathy emotional in that way just broke my heart. I just wanted to give her a big hug. I wanted to give Kyle a big hug. I wanted them to come together, all of us. I wanted the whole group of them to come together. I wanted to give them all a hug. And I just want them to be okay because I love them. I love Kyle so much this season. I love Kathy so much this season. You know, I always love Kim. And then that's when Big Kathy arrived vis a vis the lamp. Next week on the show, we get a little PK appearance. We get Detective Sutton uh, getting into more Erica Jane stuff. And then Kath's party, which we've seen teased for a while now, since the beginning when they showed the trailer. Now we're finally getting that scene where everyone's sitting down. And that's when Erica Jane's like, Or what? Or what? You know, she turns into a demon. Or what? Or what? And then the demon demon jane <laughs> demon jane do you guys also remember that one that one moment from this week's episode we didn't talk about it but when kathy said that their mom used to make them tomato soup from a can i thought that was sweet i thought that was sweet anyway you guys that's this week's episode of the real houses beverly hills i love you all so much for listening find me on social media at danny pellegrino twitter and instagram everything iconic store uh, stay tuned next week for new episodes of the show we have some good guests coming on the show Again, check out that untold episode that I told you about, The Deal with the Devil, because it is... I'm not just saying that, you guys. It's like a crazy good show. So compelling. I don't know how the other episodes are, though, but I do know that one's good. Okay, I love you all. Stay safe. Let's do our little cool-down. Let's all take a deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Let's take another deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. All right, guys, stay safe. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye.